Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo, and welcome back to the FIGHT podcast. I am your humble host, Serge Vicente, and we are back. Look, man, I know, and again, I talked about this on my last episode, it's been a little bit of a hiatus. Um, We've been uh, getting some work done, getting back in our grizzly, but now that we are back, I am happy, and check out who I have on today's episode, Brandon Camille is back, man. He and I are going to discuss a litany of things, but predominantly the main thing that he and I are going to discuss today is your boy, Andy Ruiz and Joshua Two is set. He and I are both going to talk about how we feel about this, the state of boxing, and so much more, man. So without further ado, enjoy my episode with Brandon B-Cam Camille right here on episode 130 of the Fight Podcast. Enjoy. Brandon, what's going on, bro? Hey, man, Serge. How you been? I'm doing very well, brother. How's everything? I'm doing all right, man. Um, it's been a rough couple of weeks, but uh, we still pushing through here. Got to make it on here for you guys. It's a lot to talk about. Oh, man, we absolutely do, man. I'm sorry it's going well, man. I know how that is. Like, when how, people how, say, how's everything on your end? Oh, bro, living the dream, man. We out here, um, I guess, on a positive end, man, this week. Uh, actually, I'm telling you first, uh, you guys here, here first, man, this week I'll be on WGN CLTV's uh, The Sports Feed here in uh, Chicago talking about the fights and MMA, boxing, all, all the above, man. So we got that coming up. Man, you are grinding. Yeah, man, we, we trying to make it do what it does, man. Some light, some light. You got more coming? Oh, man, well, yo, we, we trying to make it a habit, you know? Trying to be mm-hmm. out here on on, uh, on camera and doing as much as we can, man. So, like I said, I feel like uh, I had a little, got a little stuck for a second, man, but now we're back at it. We back, and, uh, you know, by any means. Also, 100%. I am a week away from my Chicago trip. Yeah. Got to so, come uh, out to the city, man. We're going to do something live. I think I get there Friday morning. Uh, we'll see, uh, you know, what what I what prior what things I have to handle first. I'm in a <laughs> wedding, so. Uh, but outside of that, we should we probably gonna record something live. That's what's up, Yo, where the uh, where's the uh, wedding? Ooh, details. Um, I say, what part of, <laughs> is, it, is it in the city? Is it somewhere like over the river and through the woods? I worry about details when I arrive. <laughs> I, I'm the type of person like the details as of now don't matter. Like. I can worry about that, like, day I leave, something like that. Like, my flight is booked. I got my tux. Facts. I got to get a hotel. But, like, the details of where, like, yeah, I'll figure that out next week. 
Hey, yo, I feel you, man. That's how it is, man. Well, look, like I said, we touch down the city, man. You know, we'll, we'll, we got to let you know, you know, where all the, the dope places to be, man. So we'll take care of you when you come to Chicago. Oh, yeah, most deaf. Man, that's what it is, man. But, yo, th- there's actually a decent amount to talk about, man. There was um, fights. We had heavy. Yo, the he- when's the last time you remember the heavyweight division being this entertaining? Yeah, man. I mean, the heavyweights are back. And, you know, I've listened to um, a few different podcasts lately, and they really have brought to light the just the sheer amount of talent there is in the heavyweight division. There's depth, man. And typically it's not that deep. You know, you get a few great heavyweights, but typically it's not that deep. Dude. Just like we, we and we what do we have? We probably like are about seven, eight deep. Man, well, let's think about it. I mean, realistically, think about it. Obviously, we have the top four, right? We have Wilder Fury, we have Ortiz. I'm sorry, not Ortiz, Ruiz, um, Joshua, right? Those are our top four. Then we have Ortiz. You can put in Dylan Wyatt, Kamenicki, or what? How do you say his name? Uh, I say his name all messed uh, up. Uh, Kawanaki. Kawanaki. We have Kawanaki. Um, or Kawanaki or Kanaki? Yeah, one yeah, of, yeah Kawanaki. Yeah, something like that. Joseph Parker. Uh, Big Baby. Look, that's nine right there. Yeah, you we, know we, gonna, I mean? we, gonna, we gonna exclude Big Baby. Well, no, but, you, but he's coming back soon. You know what I'm saying? So he's coming back already. He, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, think about it. Dylan Wyatt's in the same boat. Yeah, Dylan White for at, at this moment is in the same boat. Obviously, there's still some things being discussed over there. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm trying to wait for it all to shake for out. Those really... of, for those of us who do not know Dylan White after his last win, um, where uh, his opponent, that's the 10th guy right there. Um, uh, Revis. Revis. Revis is the 10th heavyweight. I also say like that. There, There's a legitimately, the heavyweight division is literally 10 deep. How crazy is that? Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful thing for boxing. It's going to bring more eyes to the sport. On any um, given night, any of those guys can beat each other. Crazy. I'm, I'm not going to say on any given I'll say on any given night, the top five could beat each other. Top four or five could top beat each other. Top four or five, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, I mean, I, I still think Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder are, I'm sorry, you know, really, really, really quick, really quick. I, I, I didn't finish saying. Dylan Wyatt, after his fight, he pissed hot for two separate type of PEDs. Some of it has come into question, whether it be a tainted supplement or whatever, but we don't know the details yet. All we know is that he pissed hot for two separate PEDs. I, I want to finish getting that out, so I'm yeah, sorry, continue. To my knowledge, you're still waiting on the B sample. Uh, Dylan White, of course, like everybody has claimed innocence and that there are legal proceedings going on right now, so he can't speak on the incident. Right now, you know, for us, we're just waiting on everything to shake out, and, you know, oddly enough, we're going to be doing a little bit of, of it today, but like I always say, I don't really like to deal um, too much, too deep in speculation because that's all it is. I like to deal in facts. So, I mean, right now it's all, it's all speculation, but the fact of the matter is, the one fact we do have is that he did piss hot. There it is, man. So, I mean, we j- we literally have two of the top ten guys who have recently pissed hot. Now, that is something that is not foreign, especially for the heavyweight division. Um, that's something that we've seen forever in the heavyweight division. But not just in heavyweight, in all of sports. I'm not even going to put it on there like that. It's, just, it's a sports issue, so it is what it is, man. But the heavyweight division looks good, man. And speaking of Kawanaki or Kawaniki... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm mispronouncing your name, fam. I swear I get it. Yo, he a Brooklyn dude. I mean, he's, oh, he's yeah. Polish. Polish, Polish from dude. Brooklyn. 
he, some he, of these Polish guys, they have a strong following. They Oh, bro. Well, here's the thing. You know, Chicago has, I think, the biggest, like, Polish population outside of Poland, right? Like, our Polish population is deep. So, fam, I grew up with a gang of them. Like, they out here. And they follow, like, they, like all the boxers and the fighters that from Poland out of the man, they, they should re- represent for real. Because I was a bit confused. I, I felt like Marcus Brown versus Jean Pascal should have been the main event, especially with an intern belt on the line. Yeah. But Konaki still got main event billing, and you know apparently he was responsible for a lot of uh, filling a lot of seats in the in the stands. Well, you know what, man, he is one of those guys. He has a following, which I was surprised on how, like you said, how big of a following he has. But you know what, man, it's it's warranted, man. He's he's an entertaining heavyweight. He really is. Now I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Ariola surprised me. I. When's the last time you seen him that small? And man, he looked good, man. He looked he, he, good. He did look good. He just—it's just too late. No, oh, like absolutely. If he would have—if he would have done this, gotten serious like he's taking it now earlier in his career, like some of the punches he would have—he would have landed would have done so much more damage. Because oh, yeah. the reflexes were there. Yeah, like everything. the IQ was there, but it's just like the athletic ability, the power, and even the speed in some instances—it just wasn't there. Like I'm sure it once was when he was younger. At 38 years old. After the fight, I mean, he sounded like he was done. The girl, I think he's done. the girl interviewing him, she was trying to push him. She was like, you know, these people want you back, and he was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like that. he was like, he's like, I don't, I'll talk to Al. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, look, I feel like this man. He, if this is it, he has, he's had a great career. He's been somebody who's been around, a name that we know. He's been at the top level. He had a, didn't he? No, he has. He's never had a belt, right? Uh, no, he's never had a belt. Never had exactly. a belt. This was actually a big fight for him because he said, you know, this is all he's ever dreamed of is, you know, getting a getting a title. Um, And he's never been able to do it. And so that was, a, you know, this was not a title shot, but it would have been a huge step towards one. And so that loss was, you know, I I know a a huge disappointment for him. Absolutely. I mean, look, man, he's fought some of the best of the best. He's fought the Wilders. He's fought Joshua. I mean, he's he's been in there with some really solid guys. Um, If this is it for him in his career, yo. Nothing to hang your head, man. He's had a great one. I'm sure he's made a lot, a decent amount of money. Dude is, you know, he's been around forever, man. Um, now, in terms of Kawanaki or Kaneki, yo, where do you have him right now in the heavyweight division? Um, the back half of that top ten. So, I was I mean, thinking I, I, somewhere I was... around seven myself. Yeah, seven sounds about right. Yeah, because I mean, he's he's not up there with the top guys. Um, He's well, just not. The reason I say it is because they're really trying to push, hey, he's fought everybody that Wilder has fought, you know, and he's beat them, whether it be fast or he's beaten them also or finished them. I, I saw a couple things in this fight. He fights with his chin straight up in the air. He's really tall, and he fights with his chin straight up in the air, and he's slow. Yeah, and he, and he definitely slowed through. It slowed even more oh, throughout the throughout rounds. Throughout the fight, I'm telling you. And not granted, he he does bring a a a pace on him. Throws a lot of punches. Not all of them have a lot of steam to him, but he throws a lot of punches. Um, I think he gets destroyed by the top, honestly, five guys at this point in time. I yeah, think that was like the definitely. last like because that wasn't even a gimme. And what I mean, realistically. 
with Areola's uh, top 15, 20, realistically, at this point in his career? For where Kanaki wants to be and what they're trying to bill him as, he needs a knockout in that fight. Yeah, I agree. I agree with so, you. Yep. And, and, and I know you're big on, you know, not pressing for knockouts every fight and it's not there. I think in the heavyweight division, it's a little bit different because the punchings, punches you're landing, you know, naturally, even if they're not as hard as, you know, let's say a Floyd Mayweather throw, throwing a punch, because you're so big, they're going to hurt somebody. Well, the reason, are, I, the reason I do agree with you in this... In this specific case, right, is because they were trying to say and show, yo, this guy has beaten everybody that Wilder beat and knocked out, but he's doing it faster, right? Mm-hmm. He, he Wilder had a good fight with Ariola, but he put him to sleep something serious. The fact yeah, that I mean, he didn't put it, and, he, and, and, and look, Ariola, again, it, he had a good fight with him. He's a t- he's a tough, gritty vet. And he was probably in better condition in, condition for this fight than he was for the Wilder fight. Possibly. I don't know. But I think he, his athleticism was definitely better then. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, I look at those things. That's the only reason I'm like, look, if you wanted to be in that same vein as a Wilder, then you got you to gotta do work. You have to finish this dude. And the fact that, honestly, Areola hurt him at, at some points in time in the fight, well, look, I'm not going to say hurt him, but you can tell he didn't like it, right? And he got hit with a lot of just straight right hands. It's not a yeah. good thing when you're trying to fight these top dudes, especially Deontay Wilder. Yeah, his defense wasn't all that impressive to me. His offensive arsenal was cool, um, good to watch, made for a really exciting fight. It was a great um, fight. But, really I mean, fight. when you start to think about him in there against any of those top guys, he's just not there yet. And, you know, he's still developing. So maybe you put him in with he's with young. some of the guys, some of the guys ranked like maybe that we would have in the four to seven, four to six range. You know, one of those couple guys, whoever they are. Um, a, a Dillian White, depending on what happens here, Big Baby Miller. I think those are fights that we may want to see all the steroid guys. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Him and Big Baby Miller would be a really entertaining fight because Big Baby Miller can keep a pace. But we also don't know what Big Baby Miller is at this standpoint, just after the the steroid allegations. I'm going to be honest with you. I I just, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. For I him. mean, we don't we don't, we know, don't know how long he was doing it. That's very so we don't true. know what we don't know what he's going to look like. And from what I've heard about steroids, like it does add a lot in terms of stamina. You yeah, know, well, a, a, it, it depends on what what he's taking, right? So if, correct. If he, if he for instance, if he was doing you know doing blood doping and EPO and shit like that, which I believe is one of the things that he was doing, then yes, his cardio would be crazy. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, if, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I, I'll put it like this: I believe he should take a warm-up fight and damn self. As much as you know, I don't like warm-up fights. He needs to get one in just to see how his body feels. Um, even though I know he's talking about possibly fighting Tyson Fury at the end of this year, also. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what what happens with with Kanaki. Um, he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, but not someone I expect to win a belt anytime no, soon. Because but, I'm gonna be I mean, with you, I think Luis Ortiz starches him. I don't know about if he starches him, but I mean, I definitely see Luis Ortiz winning that fight, probably by knockout, just because they're heavyweights. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, the reason I see, I think that that straight left hand of Luis Ortiz would. I see Luis Ortiz starching him. 
I see Deontay Wilder just absolutely destroying him. Yeah, it could be a first round. I, exactly. I see, I see because of the hand speed, I think Ruiz just beats the shit out of him. Yeah, I mean, the I, hand I, I and don't... foot speed, Ruiz just runs circles around him. I, I totally agree with you. I, I don't think Kanaki is anywhere... Um, I, I don't think he's top five right now. No. He's outside of that top five, but I mean, he can start to contend. He can still work and improve on things. And, you Absolutely. know, he he won an exciting fight. So we'll definitely be watching him for his next fight. All right, man. We'll check it out um, on that card. Also, <sighs> the fight that I think you and I were both looking forward to, but didn't come out quite the way either of us anticipated. Obviously, I'm talking about that Marcus Brown and Pascal fight. Yeah, man. I mean, that that was shocking. I mean, it was it <laughs> like, was I weird. Give me a chance to finish. I was going to say, no, no, it's all good because it answers my question. I was going to say, what is this shock value in, well, t- in, in a scale of 1 to 10? I think you have to tell the story of the fight. Okay. Um, if you've watched Jean Pascal in recent years, then you know he fights in burst. And that's something that I said. Um, we, had, we had a conversation last week, and I told you that, that Jean Pascal tends to fight in burst. And what you saw early on around round two or three, Jean Pascal wanted that counter right hook. He did. And outside of the moments in round four and round seven, where Jean Pascal landed that right hook and it did damage, knocked him down once in the fourth, fourth, twice in the seventh. Um, Marcus Brown dominated the entire fight. I know. Then all of a sudden in the eighth round, freak accident, clash of heads, um, accidental clash, clash of heads, and the fight was called and it went to the scorecards. Right. My my thing is that eighth round scoring, I I felt should have been. A draw, like the eighth, eighth round should have been a nine nine ten ten. However, they want to score that. I didn't see any reason that Jean Pascal should have won the eighth round, and I believe the final score on the scorecards was seventy five seventy six. It was Jean Pascal won on all scorecards by one point, one point because of the because of the way that eighth round was scored. But because I guess they scored the partial round. Yes. Um, if they didn't score that, if if they scored that a a, a draw, like I believe it should have been. Scored, I thought it like, should have been a draw also. Then the then, then the fight is a draw. But Marcus Brown, he dominated that fight, now, but how he's crazy, a bit chimney. How crazy is it? Now, okay, two things, right? It, one, it's crazy that we both believe it should have been a draw. And realistically, my man got dropped three times. He right? got dropped three times. But and really, by, by the same punch in the same circumstance. Man. And two, is he chinny? Or because... And again, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I have not watched as much of Marcus Brown, but has he shown an issue with his chin before in his career? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. From what I've seen and what I've heard from, uh, from other people, I haven't seen earlier fights in his career. I've yes. heard that he can be a bit chinny. Okay. And from what I saw in this fight, Pascal landed, landed some good punches. It, but it he was, seen- they were about to say, one, there were good shots that he took. But he also recovered really well. And you he, I, and I have to give him credit for that. He did recover both times. He did what he was supposed to do. In the seventh, he was in a bit of trouble, but it was the end of the round, and he came out just fine. Um, my, my issue is that, I mean, he's an outside fighter. So he was controlling a lot of the fight with his jab. Um, he was landing some really nice uh, counter-left hooks. But... 
he doesn't he didn't have the uh, defense on the inside. So he'd go in and as he starts to dominate a little bit more, he starts to stay in for that extra second and third punch of the combination. And that's where he was getting in trouble. It it seemed like every time that he got caught, specifically in the fourth round, if you look at it, his hands were low, his chin was up. He he just felt like he was doing work, it looked like. And he just got clipped. And he got hit in that same exact circumstance each time. And he was doing work, but it almost feels like Jean Pascal sort of lulled him to sleep, like got him in his yeah. got him in his comfort zone. As soon as he wanted fin- to finish up, now he's coming in with those jabs. He wants to follow it up. Pascal feels that he landed that right hook because literally those right hooks are just about the only thing Pascal did throughout the entire fight. Like, I mean, yeah. it wasn't much. It's well, a nice win for a vet, but I mean, you don't he, convince me that he's a contender. No, I don't think so either. And I'll be honest with you, that rematch happens. I thoroughly expect Marcus Brown to run through, right? Um, I, I, I think he'll sure up those holes in his game um, and, and make the adjustment. It's a loss. I, you know me. I, I definitely have the MMA Morris MMA school of thought, and I'm just like, whatever. It's just a loss. Come back, get your belt, do work. Who cares, right? Especially, but it just depends on how he he takes it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I know that Marcus Brown has also recently had some legal issues outside of the ring. Yeah. So, I mean, what this storm means for his career, I mean, it could be, you know, it could reinvigorate him. He could come back better than ever, or he could go the other way. I'd love to see him come back. He showed, you know, he was dominating this fight. He had The kid has a lot of skill, but yes, has some holes in his game, specifically defensively, got a little too confident, lulled, lulled to sleep, and... Jean Pascal did what he was supposed to do. He was a he, did, he was a man. veteran, and you know he used veteran tactics. Hey, Jean Pascal, man, uh, g- congrats to him, man. He's been he's been in the game for a minute, man. Um, but and hey, he can also take a punch. He can take a licking, man. He really can. It, it's uh, Marcus Brown ripped him a couple times. And I was surprised he didn't really ever look didn't, hurt. I mean, he, he looked he, stunned maybe a couple times, but, I mean, he never really looked hurt. No, he didn't, man. But, look, we'll see, man. I, I, I don't – what do you take from this, this fight, if anything? Um, I take that Jean Pascal still shouldn't be in a boxing ring. I think he's um, done the whole retire comeback thing a couple times already, and I just don't want to see him take too many more punches with you know all the recent tra- tragedies as of late. Um, and I learned that Marcus Brown, while we thought he may have been ready for that championship level fight, is not. He's still a, a good prospect, has some holes in his game, and he's young. He has a bunch of time mm-hmm. um, to to come back better than ever and prove to us that he. He is a championship level fighter and as a kid from new york that's what i would love to see from him so you know shout out to marcus brown hold your head and uh come back stronger bro that's what's up man well look speaking to championship level fighters um the biggest athlete in the sport today i think we could both agree is canelo alvarez you know what I'm saying i definitely say canelo is probably the biggest name in the sport um we've been talking about recently doesn't seem like he's really happy with his promotion, Golden Boy and Oscar de la Hoya. I got a couple questions for you. And this is, I've been thinking about this over the last, the little drama. Um, I listened to his, his, his butt buddy, um, what's his name, Mario Lopez. And, and those guys talk about it a little bit also on their podcast. Um, 
do you think this is something that's just going to blow over or are we going to end up seeing something like we saw with for instance another superstar who was becoming the biggest draw in the game you know up and coming, pushing 30 years old when Floyd Mayweather left top rank and Bob Arum. Are we seeing history kind of repeat itself? We This isn't the first time we've seen an issue with a boxer and a promoter. However, given that a lot of times these boxers are locked up in contracts, I think more times than not, these issues are resolved from within. You know, you think of last year, we were, or even maybe earlier this year, we were having conversations about the friction between Floyd Mayweather and Javante Davis. A couple yeah, weeks ago, we tank were. fights, you know, they look better than ever. Shout out to the, the newly, the, the, they renewed their vows. Like, they, they look just fine. So, so, I mean, I think it's a little bit different when it comes to, and maybe not a little bit different, but when you think about typical promoters, maybe the Bob Arums, the Eddie Hearns, mm-hmm. Oscar De La Hoya is a little bit more vocal, and he kind of speaks like off the cuff. He doesn't, when you look at Eddie Hearn, who maybe is around the same age as him, you know, his statements are very tailored, very promoter-like. Oscar De La Hoya is just saying how he feels on the spot. Um, and so, I think because he's so vocal, because he's so out there, this sort of changes the dynamic of the situation. Right. Because for for all intents and purposes, I mean, Canelo should have a fight locked in. and probably He should be fighting in September. At the very minimum, he should be fighting against Derevinchenko. Uh, so, and, and now he got his belt stripped. I mean, you have the friction, apparently, with Golden Boy, DAZN, uh, uh, alleged promises of a third Triple G fight. Canelo, Canelo don't want to <laughs> give that third fight to Triple G. Hell and the fact nah. of the matter is, DAZN is still a new platform, and you need Canelo to be as active as possible. Well, and that's that their money guy. Day. I yeah. mean, and that, that's carved out for boxing, so you expect Canelo boxing on that date to to help drive subscriptions. Yeah. Well, look, I, I can imagine at this point in time, the zone can't be happy right now. Because, oh, you know, because they're like, yo, dude, we gave you the keys to the castle. We gave you everything you asked for. Now it's time for you to come up and do work, right? You're still an employee, Canelo. You're supposed to be fighting. This is the contracted date. So I know that they're not happy about that. Um, well, go ahead. Word on the street, yeah, air quotes, uh, uh, allegedly, is that DAZN paid Triple G, you know, basically on the promise that they would get that third fight. I but had, if Canelo's not giving thing. it to them, then the money that they gave to Triple G was well, like, okay, we gave this guy so much money. That friction, I mean, it, it, it just grows. Well, so I hope everyone... No. No, I was say, well, let me ask you this. Do you think it's... Because let's say we do still get this fight. And maybe instead of having three Septembers in a row where we get Canelo Triple G, maybe instead of September, maybe we get them in May, right? We get to have a little bit of time. We get to have, you know, Triple G is going to fight Divashenko. And then let's have Canelo, for instance, fight. I don't know why they wouldn't do it, but why would they fight, have him fight Boo Boo, right? Have him fight. Let's do that. The winners face each other. That's what I feel like an ideally in an ideal world should end up happening. What do you think the chances of that actually happening are? Right now, it's hard to say. I need to see who Canelo signs his next fight against. Uh, I think that's the first thing I want to see before. But do you the, think it would be good for them to have just forget it? Let's not do three in a row and let's kind of mix it up. I don't mind. Here's the thing. 
I don't need it. I would like to see a third fight because we know it's a great fight. Both of the first fights, controversial as any of them may have been, they were really, really good fights. Yes. Um, and we know what we're going to get with Canelo Golovkin. It's, it's pretty much it, it is an amazing fight, regardless of who's going to win, regardless of who's aging where. It's going to be a good fight. Yeah. So when you when you consider all of that, I mean, if we push it out another year, let's say we do it next September. Let's say we don't do it at all. I mean, as long as we're getting good fights with those fighters, I mean, to me, I'm not missing much. Like if Canelo right. fights a Boo Boo, if Canelo fights a Kovalev, if Triple G maybe gets that belt from Derevchenko, now him and Canelo are unifying again. There's a bunch of different ways that this could play out. But I mean, I, I just want to see those guys back in the, the in, in the ring as of now. And because I've seen that fight uh, each of the past two years, I'm not super blown that we're missing it. It's not one of those situations where, mm. oh, promoter this, promoter that, the fight can't get made. These guys fought two years straight. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, look, and it, yeah, I, I, I'm looking. I think they'll fight, right? I think that fight's going to happen. But I don't, it, it, obviously, I don't think it's going to happen this year. That, I guess that's just the way I think about those things. Like, I think it's unfortunate, um, and I think Canelo's team realistically might be just waiting for him to age out a little bit more. Well, I mean, going back to what you said before, thinking of Canelo's team, I mean, what really is going on o- over there right now? Because hey, then you see Ryan, Ryan Garcia, now, his I, recent team. I will say this about Ryan Garcia, right? Ryan Garcia has no legs to stand on to me at this point in time. I disagree. I, I think he is he is someone who has not proven himself in the sport. I think he is an IG model. He's somebody, he has a lot of potential, but when you boil down to it, the demands and things like that that he's making, one of the biggest things that he said is, I need more time. When the first time in his career, he was actually going to fight somebody who was actually worthy of fighting. Filipino dude. I can't remember his name. Um, But that dude can crack and is actually legitimate at that weight class. He had an an opportunity to do that. And last time he fought was in March. And he said... Romero Dono? Yep. So that dude is dope. This would have been the first... This would have been a step up for him. This would have been, you know, let's see if he's legit or not. And now he's saying, no, I need more time. He's making excuses. He's talking, you know, you know, I deserve this, this and that. Look, bro, I understand he has a gang of, of, you know, followers and things like that. But at the end of the day, your job, until you go ahead and do, decide to do something else, your job is to fight. You know, you're, and, and you're wh- not in the, he, he's not in a position to say shit at this point in time. And while I hear what you're saying, I mean, he's still an athlete and he wants to grow his profile. I mean, Ryan Garcia is, for all intents and purposes, like a, a golden boy box not, right now. How he, is he not? He's doing just fine with raising his profile. How is he? So what he what he's saying, and, and I'm on his Twitter page right now, is that, you know, he deserves a right to promotion for fights. And so he wanted to do a full promotion for the fights as opposed to be throwing on uh, thrown on an undercard uh, that he for a fight that he would be driving the card anyway. He wanted to for that uh, for Romero Dunno, he wanted that to be a main event. So he his issue is more so on the promotional side. He's saying he doesn't have an issue in the fight. So he, and he is saying he'll fight that guy uh, Romero in November. So he's not saying he, he won't fight him on, at again, all. But again, he wants a headlining spot at this point in time, right? Who would he who would he be the undercard on that September card? Triple G? I'm really not sure. Because that I'm, I'm, 
So that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, who are, who are you to sit there and ask for main event spots? Like, and say you need more time. Like, look, you have at least six weeks. They'll start pumping, pubbing it now. Like, let's let's get it cracking. And if you're that dope and you have that many followers, fam, you can do everything right here on your phone and, and promote the hell out of the fight your damn self. And just make sure if Oscar's really a guy, make sure he's paying you in the back end. But at the end of the day, him to not to fight in September. Oh, Jaime Munguia. That's the undercard he's on. Yeah, dude. He needs to fight on that damn card and shut up. I mean, I, I can I can understand <laughs> at this point. I mean, they just I think it's disgraceful that they're able to feed Jaime Munguia bums with a belt like this. I However, do, too. But still. Um, but I. I, I at this point, I can see why he wants to argue that he could have that he could have main evented that nah, card. Whack. I don't believe he should have. I can see that his argument. I don't believe he should have. But here's my thing. This is what you've given him. You've given him these big promotions in the past. So you can't be mad at him when he expects that in all of his fights going forward. You can't just take that away and expect things to be normal. And now he's just acting prospect. Have they, have they pubbed him like that in the past? How you think he got to two million dollars on two million followers on Instagram? Like Oscar De La Hoya promotes the fu- the hell out of him. So I mean, Dude, I like, mean, look, he look. I yes, he does. But that's why I don't understand why he says they need more time to promote it. That doesn't even make sense to me. Because that's apparently what he's used to. Like I don't think there's that's any way pussy. he does this. This is not what that's he's used so to. That's so trash. That's I mean, so but, whack. If that's the case. But but Sergio, he's 21. If you've been grooming him the same way since he was, let's say, uh, 18, 19. That you, and he has he, to understand that you are 18 and 19 years old. You're not that nice now. yet. He's 20, 21. I think he's not 21st nice. birthday was like yesterday or today. Fam, he's not that nice yet. He's I, good. I, I totally agree. And but and that's the thing. If if okay, you go out there, you fight Devin Haney, you win. I respect you. Until then, shut your ass up and go over there and fight people you're supposed to fight. It's for real. He but like if, he, if, he if, has no say so right now. I, uh, I, I, I here's a real real quick. Canelo can bitch and moan and say do whatever he wants to do. Okay, I don't like it all the time, but at the end of the day, Canelo Alvarez has earned the right to be a diva, to say whatever he wants to say, to get what he wants to get. He's put the time in. You know what I'm saying? He's beat legends. He can I do understand. that. I understand what you're saying, but if this is the way that they've been grooming him, and then we see, nah. and then, and then we see on top of that, that the same promoters for him have also been having issues on uh, uh, issues with Canelo, then maybe you want to take a second look at that situation and say, hey, maybe Ryan Garcia is not crazy. Maybe he has a point here because his training partner, Canelo, d- isn't necessarily happy or doesn't seem to be happy right now either. Right. No, I look, I, I see what you're saying. I get that. But at the end of the day, when you... Mm, I don't know, man. From a talent perspective, I can agree with you. You saying he got to earn his stripes and get there. But if that's what you've been giving him without those stripes, then why would he expect any different now? Right, right. No, no, I feel you. I feel you. But uh, he absolutely does not deserve a spot, essentially the spot that he's asking for. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve that spot at this point in time. Um, He... He hasn't fought enough guys. He hasn't fought enough quality guys. He's he's gotten bums. And that's one thing that I'll say. For instance, when you go back and I look at... And, and I hear your argument. Don't get it twisted. I do. 
but I'm talking about this is me more so talking to Ryan Garcia. He can't compare himself to a LeBron James, right? LeBron came in the league from day one getting buckets, right? Against the best in the world. You look at Canelo Alvarez, he can't compare himself to Canelo. Canelo's had a long career fighting the best of the best. Regardless on if he he's gotten more promotion and shit like that, dude, these are how you end up getting more promotion. You go out here and fight somebody on short notice, you turn out like, dude, you... Prime example, Conor McGregor has made a career off of taking fights on short notice and all of a sudden he even gets even more popular because of that. That's part of his story. He, be, he looks like a true ass warrior. This dude looks like a diva from the jump and he hasn't even fought anybody. Yeah, I, tell, I, I understand where you're coming from. And with other fighters, I may under, I may agree with you. I just don't agree here because if you've built a routine with somebody and somebody is giving you something, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you, you expect to get the same thing on Friday. They no longer want to give that to you. Well, now we have a problem because we've established something. But again, he hasn't, but he, he's an employee still. He hasn't earned that shit. He's all of them are employees. Uh, exactly. He, but he has, some people earn shit. Other people don't. As they're his employer, they need to sit there, bro. You ain't earned shit here. So how did he get that promotion to begin with? He earned that. He or yes, he did. But to get to continue getting paid, you have to keep working. He's fought he's not, once he's, this year, and he's not at the point in his career where he can sit there and call the shots in that capacity. He can't saying, sit back. He can't sit there and say, "Look, dude." You only fought once this year. Your superstars fight twice. Well, he fought once this year. I think that a lot of that has to do with him switching trainers, and he's still getting acclimated to Eddie Reynoso. Now, li- listen, superstars I, I will fight say this. twice a year. He wanted an opportunity to promote what's going to be the biggest fight of his career and a large step up in opposition for him. If he's gotten that promotion in the past with with much lesser opponents, why wouldn't you give him an opportunity to get, get so at least he, the that reason same he promo- got those promotion is because he was on. It wasn't for him. It was because he was on the undercard of Canelo. No, so he wasn't he, it, like who was he getting pubbed like that for? I don't remember seeing Ryan Garcia it, posters up. I do. It, it was never for you know the other guy. It was always Ryan Garcia's fighting. When Ryan Garcia's we, fighting. When have they pubbed the Ryan Garcia? Well, we've 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 seen like legit ass boxing promotion for this dude. When have we seen that with Ryan plenty, Garcia? Plenty over the last two to three years. I mean, Sergio, how do you think he grew his profile to get two million two million followers on on Instagram a, when Devin Haney a, got a, don't even have five hundred thousand? Because he's a handsome little kid who takes no, his shirt off and no. he's on Team Vogue magazine. It's not from fighting bro while he does know how to work a crowd he got that following there's a lot of people that know how to work a crowd he got that following because he was promoted dude he got yes he was promoted but again was the promotion from his fighting or him hitting a a bag on instagram the promotion was his him fighting come watch the fight not come watch so so, okay so you you know why that's bullshit i'll tell you exactly why that's bullshit because name one fighter he's actually fought where a casual fan could sit there. Like, how many how many fights do you think these Ryan Garcia fans have actually watched? Three, four? Bullshit. Maybe five? Bullshit. If we go pull up, I guarantee you, if we look at Ryan, his numbers, 
it, his numbers, like, we can pull up his, his numbers ain't shit. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It's I, not I, about that dude. They've done a phenomenal job. Again, his social media pre- is because what he does on there, he's one of those kids from that era. He'll take his shirt off. They love that shit. And he's sitting there hitting the heavy bag. It's from that. It's from he he's on like all these Teen Vogue and Teen Bot magazines and shit like that. That's promotion. Exactly. But he's already doing that shit. That wasn't for the fight. He was just he was already doing that shit. He's still They're, doing that shit. They had to stop doing that. He was not doing that before he was boxing. He was doing that while he was boxing exactly. to promote him oh, okay. to raise his profile to continue. That's how he got to the two million two million followers. But so I'm if he saying, feels like this is a big step of fight and he wants adequate promotion i don't see the issue with that he's not dodging the fight he's saying hey i'm pushing it back two months nah that's just trash because he said nah i don't i don't i don't buy that because again i i I just don't think he's earned it i don't think he's earned it i don't think he's earned it i think i especially when you haven't fought anybody when you haven't fought anybody to this point in time in your career when the promoter says this is when you're fighting you say okay he hasn't earned it but that's what they've been giving him so in his from his perspective, I, they, they've I, given it to him because he's because that's what he what so, he's earned. Okay, so let's and he talk continues about the to perform. Issue. The, the bigger issue in that case is then you have a fighter who a twenty year old who's never fought anybody who's delusional and thinks that everything is supposed to go his way. That's the worst. If that's the case, if that's the reality, I feel bad for that kid. In the moment that he actually has adversity in the ring, he's gonna get his ass whooped. I, I disagree. I don't think that makes him delusional. I think that makes him accustomed to what he was getting. No, I think that's like all, all of a sudden, all of a sudden you decide that you don't want to do this for my big for my biggest fight. Wait, what did I do? I, I thought I earned this. I've continued and, to win. And you're still the co-main event. We're still going to pub you. The only thing we're waiting on is Canelo, but he backed out. So now we got to do you go with this. But he is the co-main. He is the co-main event on a car that he's driving. Because and, and, and I I'm guarantee sure you that Ryan Garcia is a much bigger name than Jaime Munguia. So he has a point 100%. there. And I'm fine with that. That's that's great. We so have, for the biggest fight of his career, uh-huh. he doesn't want to co-main Jaime Munguia. He wants to main event that card and he wants adequate promotion. And if that's what he, he was given in the belt. past. He doesn't have a belt. And, and he that's has a name. Thing. It doesn't matter. We have to, again, we have to look at the way these things work. You cannot have a random dude unless you're Conor McGregor, and he's not Conor McGregor. Unless you're that, you can't have this guy fight over a champion. And you know what? I guess you can. Why Adrian not? Adrian Brown do it every six months. Uh, over a championship fight? Adrian Brown do it every six months. He headlines over. What, what, what were the undercards on his, car, his fights? I'm not sure, but I mean, he he's without a belt, and I mean, I don't know if did Pacquiao have a belt at that point? Dude, no. That- and, oh, and Mark, Marcus Brown this past weekend. We just talked about it. The intern championship was on the line. There was no belt on the line in the main event. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're You've right. never ever said that. Thank you. Not true, man. <laughs> Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, I I think it's all based on name. And I mean, when Floyd was fighting, I mean, he took away the relevance of the belt. He made it about name. How big is your name? And that's who's going to main event. Yeah, I guess, Uh, guess, man. I I, I just I hate this. This I think it's just more. This is a me thing. I hate this. Um, Ryan Garcia is somebody who I look, man, get your money. Right. You're handsome, you know, you have a decent skill set. But at the end of the day, I want to see if you have what it takes in the in the ring. Right. And when you have an opportunity, 
when you've only fought once this year, that bothers me with somebody who only has a handful of fights. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, you know, you're right, man. Yo, Ryan, get your money. If he can make more money, which I'm sure he can, actually headlining, whether than undercarding for this dude, push it back two months. Hey, that's what it is. That's what it is. So good for him. Um, what's it called? Uh, yo, Mayweather Pacquiao. Is that actually going to happen? I really don't even want to talk about this. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. I, like, no. And and I think last time we last one we spoke a couple of weeks ago. I told you, like, you know, Mayweather gonna make a little bit noise because you know he not in the spot spotlight. Tank getting all these knockouts. You know, people not talking about him. So he got to make some news. All right, all right. Well, you know, here, but let, let, I don't let, think this is going about, to happen. I think it's okay. all cap. And then that case, let's talk about a real real fight. Then they're talking about. For that same date that Canelo is not fighting in September, September 14th or whatever that is, Leo Santa Cruz might be fighting Gervonta Davis in that date. One, nah. excitement level for that fight. Two, chances of it happening. You talking about September 14th this year as in like five weeks away? Six weeks, yeah. I I don't I don't think that fight will come together that quick. Javante Davis doesn't put fights together quickly as is, you know. Let alone the the biggest fight of his career. I, I just don't see it happening for that date. Um, that it, it's just a very quick turnaround. It would have to be a fast camp. I, I just I don't see it happening. Uh, okay, what I I would love to see it. I, I oh think yeah. If that fight happened, I think it will be. I think Tank Tank could absolutely win, but I could also see ways that Tank could absolutely lose that fight. You know what I mean? Like that's a legitimately good fight. I would favor Tank, but it's a legitimate fight, right? Um, Sergio, we would love to see Tank fight anybody where they have a little bit more of a name than their box rec page. No kidding. Yeah, you're right, <laughs> like, man. One hundred percent, bro. Um, but I also don't think it's going to happen because I don't believe his handlers are going to allow him to fight somebody that short notice. Leo Santa Cruz's people will throw him to the wolves, no problem. Uh, Tank, even though he, I think himself, he's not afraid of anybody. No, he's not. I know that. But um, I don't think business-wise uh, they, they'll do it. So, no, I don't see it happening. I just don't see how he fights Jose Pedraza for the belt a few years back and just, like, then just this extended period of time fighting nobodies. And I know he tried to t- tried to fight, uh, I forget his name, a couple months back, and he had the eye injury, had to pull out. But, um, I mean, he has to raise his level of, his level of opposition. He's not going to make, the, as much as he talks about it, he's not going to make the Tevin Farmer fight happen this year. I, I don't believe it. Because I believe that Floyd is going to want to promote that as a pay-per-view, and then you have the whole DAZN um, PBC issue or whatever. So, hey, I mean... We'll see what happens. I, I am also... I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I don't know what's up with that. But, um... I, he needs to do something. They need to start actually having him fight real guys. Like, the fact that they're... I hate this, let me stack this dude's record and continue padding his record and have him blast people out... Um, he's 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 ready, man. He's ready. Let's 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 see him fight the best of the best. Let's I mean, start we, seeing him, you know, really get after it. I I always look back to the Pedraza fight because we've seen Pedraza Pedraza being there against top competition, and I mean he's composed himself well. I mean he Lomachenko was still coming off an injury, but he went 12, 12 with Loma. He beat Ray Bel, Ray Beltran. I mean yeah. he's a decent one hundred thirty five pounder, and Tank disposed of him pretty easily. We're fiending for more. Of tank, we just when we'll get it, who knows?
themselves. Absolutely, man. And I guess maybe from a from a business standpoint, that's perfection. But from a fan standpoint, you just I, left I just, with a bad taste in your mouth. I, it is. Now, let's say he does go out there. He fights Leo Santa Cruz. If he knocks out Leo Santa Cruz, like, impressively, oh, I'm sold. You know what I mean? I'm sold. I'm like, oh, this dude is legit as fuck. Like, I'm ha- like, yes. And I will fiend to watch him the same manner that I fiend to watch, like, Deontay Wilder. You know what I mean? Like, it will be that for me, at least. Because then I'm like, no, no, this dude's fought legit dudes. He's legitimately tough. Like, yes, I'm, a, I'm, I'm all in. But he, I'm he not all get- in on Tank yet. He wouldn't get the credit for that because they'd be like, oh, you know, he, he fought um, a guy lighter than him. No, but I, I mean, I, I'm talking about me, me personally. Okay, I, I, you. I would say that and then I'd be all in. I'm not all in yet because I haven't seen him fight somebody like if he wins this, like, like I, I'm just I'm just not all in. Yeah, um, I mean, I I, I want to see it so bad with Tank because I am all I'm almost all in because I, th- I think I really do think he has the goods I think he has the boxing skill but he just doesn't get a chance to show it in two rounds um, in one round two, one round two rounds over his last couple fight fights I, I think prior to this fight I think the number was 33 so I think this fight makes 35 <laughs> professional rounds for Javante wow. Davis wow total I, c- I could be wrong but I, I believe it's 35 professional rounds hey look man the dude is amazing um he's dope i just want to see him fight somebody real and i want to believe in him just like i believe in the next guy we're about to talk about regis progray i fuck with regis progray i believe in regis i think he's one of the best especially at 140 maybe that fight with javante david will happen sometime in the future but before that adrian broner has been talking shit saying how trash Regis is and that he'll beat him. And Regis actually uh, responded on his IG. And I'm going to put this on here just so y'all can hear a little bit what he had to say. I see Adrian Broner talking shit again. Fucking he gonna beat me. I'm garbage and all that bullshit. Adrian, you're a fucking clown, first off. Nobody take you serious in the boxing world. You shit water. You call me garbage while you below me. You shit water. And you ain't, had a, you ain't win a fight since Adrian Granados. And bitch, you barely won that. Look, talking all that shit, I'm going to take care of my business first, what I got to do, then bitch, I want to see you. Don't talk about you about to retire and all that shit, you want a brick and all that. No, bitch, you call me out, I want my round first. So I'll see you in All right, so, could you hear that all right? Yeah, I heard it. All right, so, for those of us who couldn't really hear it, look, Adrian called him out and he said, yo, fam, you doo-doo. He said, if I'm garbage, you shit water, which I think is hilarious. Um, if this fight was actually to happen, I, again, I don't know if it has a possibility of happening. I think Adrian Broner probably should move down back to 140. But if this fight actually did happen, Adrian Broner has been the best he's ever been in his career at 140 pounds. He, he lets his hands go. He knocks people out. He's dangerous. He fights Regis Prograde at 140 pounds. I'm telling you exactly what's going to happen. Regis Prograde is going to beat his ass. 
and 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 I totally agree. I mean, I don't even think Adrian Bronner can make 140 pounds. He that Mikey Garcia fight was supposed to be at 140 pounds, and they had midway through camp. I mean, they had to negotiate a catch weight of like 144, I believe. Yeah. So though I believe Adrian Bronner would be his best at 140 pounds, I legitimately do not believe he would make it. And from the Regis Progress standpoint, it, it that kind of set off a, a bulb in my head. Like he he may want a money fight right now. I'm not. I don't think he's hurt for money, but I guess you know anyone sees that cash and like they just kind of change. Oh, you know, I mean, Regis? Yeah, because for all intents, like, yeah. Regis is supposed to be fighting Josh Taylor, yep. and then he's supposed to unify with Ramirez, or well, uh, go undisputed against yeah. Ramirez. But I, I, I feel him, though, because for him, think about it, he, he goes, because like, he has everything it takes to be a star. Star, this is the way he fights, you know, he, he got that, you know, New Orleans twang, he fights with a great camp, he can be marketable, like, man, get your money. I'm with him. And I think he, if he is going for for a uh, a big fight, this would be the perfect type of big fight because this is the only way Adrian Broner gets the headline in another spot. This is the it. only way right now. Right now it is. Who else? Who else would he nah, be there, able to there's headline a, there's with? A, there's a bunch of fighters, fights that Adrian Broner could take that he would headline. That people um, actually take seriously. I mean... At, Against, against you, you, we we've, we have learned over and over again that it doesn't matter when we're talking about AB, you cannot take him all of that si- all that serious against top level opposition. Exactly. That's yeah. that's just what it is with AB. He he'll always I won't say he'll always, but I mean well, he look, still the has a main I bring event. It up is because the last time he fought and lost, you and I sat right here and both said how he would. It, they're like we're like he's done. He's done nah. as a draw. We're like he's done as that. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. You know, we can go back and listen. I, I said that unfortunately, Adrian Bronner will, will always be a draw, and there'll always be a fight for him, and he'll come back and fool another, you know, couple hundred thousand people into, you know, watching his fights because right. he talked good game and he he attracts people. I mean, in the age that we're in. Adrian Bronner almost seems like a product of the environment. He's going to attract Bro. eyeballs with his, you know, with his comments and with his mouth. And you For know, real. no, you're right. He does it, makes it, his money with his mouth, not with his fist. He don't throw them fist. He don't throw, man, dude. He ain't. He hasn't thrown fist in I don't know how long. He he just don't. He I mean, his hands are in his pocket I mean, right all, now. All day, <laughs> straight up, man. Well, look, bro. Um, it's a lot, man. We touched on a lot, bro. Anything you want to touch and get into before we get out of here? Nah, man. That's it. That's it for me, man. I, I as always, I I appreciate being here. I'm excited oh, to get to Chicago, do something live with you. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, Looking sir. Forward Looking forward to it, bro. Well, hey, bro. As always, uh, B Cam with what two M's thirteen? Yes. Yeah, Bcam Bcam thirteen with two M's on Instagram, and that's Bcam thinks uh, on Twitter. One M. There we go, man. My dude. Well, all right, brother. As always, I appreciate you joining me on the show. Uh, we'll catch you next time, man. That's all. Be good. All right. Yes, sir. Peace out. All right, man. That was my conversation this week with B. Cam Brandon Camille, man. Thank you, as always, for joining me, B. And uh, definitely we'll have him on very, very soon, man. Yo, a lot of craziness is happening with boxing. Um, but I have to say, and I talk about it on my uh, my last episode of the Fight Podcast, um, look, this whole thing with Ruiz and Joshua, it, 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 there's a layer of filth with it that I just can't stand, man. So, look, we'll see what ends up happening. We'll see if it actually ends up happening over there. But at the same token, man, look, Ruiz hasn't even signed yet. So let, let's see how this ends up panning out. 
Um, but uh, man, I, I can't lie to you, man. I really believe that this is a really a terrible way uh, and a terrible precedent that they're setting. It seems as if um, they're trying to hide in plain sight. So we'll see what is happening. Obviously, I'll keep you guys posted, man. All right. That's our episode for today. Thank you once again for BCAM, Brandon Camille. He told you where to find him. Um, and check it out, man. As always, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Also, check out the Fight Podcast on www.thefightpodcast.com. We're everywhere podcasts are available. Apple, Apple, uh, iTunes podcast, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, all those good things, man. So check us out. That's what we're here for. All right, man. Love you guys. We'll talk soon. Peace out.